0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. As always, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We go right to your phone calls. Alex in New Jersey on the Amp line. Hello, Alex.
1: Hey, guys. How's hey. it going?
0: What's on your mind tonight?
1: I was reading an article online, and uh, apparently companies can patent parts of the human genome. Yes. Um, uh, this seems to be causing a problem because um, I'm reading this article, Sick Babies Denied Treatment Due to Corporate Patent on Gene. Babies oh with a severe... Fo- Babies with a severe form of epilepsy risk having their diagnosis delayed and their treatment compromised because of a company's patent on a key gene. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. This sounds awful. uh, I know. uh, It says that at least 50% or more infants with the SCN1A gene, which would diagnose the disabling Dravet syndrome, uh, if the hospital could conduct the test in-house, they would be able to do that. Well, they would be able to conduct the test in-house if, uh, 50, on 50% more children if this patent didn't exist. And it, the patent is owned by Melbourne-based genetic technologies, and they threaten the public hospitals with uh, threats if they didn't stop to do it. So what they have to do is send the blood samples to Scotland, And they only do certain babies, so a lot of them are going to get missed.
0: That's amazing. Just another example of how the patent, the, the entire patent concept is really just, it's turned upon its head. It's and, broken.
2: It's absolutely broken. Well, there's and, no
0: way you can fix things with coercion. I mean, whenever you use force, and that's what the government does, there are always unintended consequences. And now it's dead well, babies. Now the consequences are dead babies. Can we end can this fix, madness?
2: You can fix things with force. Uh, that's that's inaccuracy. I can, I can fix, for instance, a burglar breaking into my house by shooting him. That's force. It's fixing a problem, so to say that you can't use force to fix a problem is inaccurate. Yeah, that's However, defensive force. Yeah, this, Mark, and it's different.
0: Well, then I mean, initiated force. Sorry. Okay, well,
2: initiated force? I don't know what initiated force means. Well, the exactly. burglar
0: initiated force on you, and he created <laughs> some unintended consequences by that.
2: Sure. Um, I think in this particular instance, when you're talking about using uh, the, the force of government, which does exist, to patent something like the human genome, you're talking about something that's ludicrous. I mean, it makes about as much sense as uh, patenting you know dog sweat, if there was such a thing.
0: Well, I think that you are not the arbiter of what does and doesn't make sense in the realm of patenting. Clearly, the patent attorneys no, disagree no, with you. No, uh so I think the point is it's if you, a, it's a broken system. Well, if you allow anybody to control uh th- this concept of intellectual property, it's going to expand out from there from whatever the original concept was to killing babies. And this is the this is the end of the, the the road in this insanity. It is. Alex, other thoughts? Uh no, that's it. Thanks guys. All right, man. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. I'm just wondering how it is that
2: uh you know, since these genes uh, exist, how it is that these babies were born without getting a, uh, you know, some kind of permit from the Melbourne-based <laughs> company? I mean, how is it possible that these babies were born without getting a permit from? Maybe this company? they'll need that for the future. Maybe that's coming next.
0: Uh, maybe you'll need permits to move around your cities soon as well. As the U.S. military expects to have twenty thousand. Uniformed troops inside the United States by 2011 trained to help state and local officials respond to a nuclear terrorist attack or other domestic c- catastrophe. So the, the way that reads, it makes it sound like these 20,000 troops are Trained to help the officials respond, like they're going to come in and point them around and say, "Okay, well, you go over here and have your uh, have your police guys go over this way." And like twenty thousand. Let's see, there's fifty states. Uh, you divide twenty thousand, that's ten
2: thousand. Uh, so, uh, what what a thousand per state? Four hundred per state if you're
0: not dividing them by population, which they probably will.
2: So yeah, you know, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, four hundred per state. Well, even California four hundred I mean, you'd think that's a lot of managers um, to just sort of point where
0: people should go and what they should do. Right. Clearly, it's just the way the uh, the first paragraph reads. But it's got that it's got that feeling to it. Anyway, the long they're trying to paint this, I guess, as positively as possible. The long plan shift in the Defense Department's role in Homeland Security was recently backed with funding and troop commitments after years of prodding by Congress and outside experts. They've been trying to really make this happen sooner, but it's. Looks like it's finally going to happen by 2011 if they manage to keep their dates. There are critics of the change in the military and among civil liberties groups and libertarians who express concern that the new homeland emphasis threatens to strain the military and possibly undermine the Posse Comitatus Act, a 130-year-old federal law restricting the military's role in domestic law enforcement. Well, clearly they haven't been paying attention. Yeah, because Posse uh, Comitatus was done away with earlier last year. It was the Military Commissions Act of 2006, I believe. Mm. I believe. Well, I mean, it came out... I think it came out in 2007. They called it the 2006 Commissions Act. Anyway, they basically got rid of the uh, Posse Comitatus Act, uh, essentially overturned it. But the Bush administration and some in Congress have pushed for a heightened homeland military role since the middle of this decade, saying that the greatest domestic threat is terrorists exploiting the proliferation of weapons of mass destruction. Because there sure have been a lot of uh, terrorists uh, attacking the United States in well, the last you know, six years, the, the, seven the, years. The, the defense of somebody who believed
2: the terrorists were out there um, would be that – well we just don't know about it because the the, the government's the, doing the spies the spooks the yeah. the uh the these the, the intelligence specialists are getting them before we ever right get right a chance to hear about for them. Our however military wouldn't you think whatever. that uh, i mean we've given all these powers to additionally to uh, police departments homeland security um you're talking about uh, the I've fbi i've not given them
0: any power personally. okay well yeah. us government has yeah
2: Way to derail that rant. Um, so the uh, we've given all these additional powers. So you keep doing it. <laughs> Go on. Look, man. We, the United Not States... Me. Well, fine. Not you. All the rest of us and know, not how Ian. You, how can you give we, someone power? All the rest of us you, and not Ian. How can have given, you do that? You I have can abdicate to give? any power I want to somebody. Are you like people, a Superman, somebody. I can abdicate powers yeah. that I have in my life to <laughs> somebody now else. You I have the power. I have the power to US make financial military. decisions in my freaking life and mm. I abdicate them to my wife. I see. Are you telling me I can't do that? Mm. Go on. Okay, great. So. I figured I'd derail you all the way. We, the effing people of the United States, all of them except for Ian, have given the power over to the Homeland Security, over to the FBI, over to all these organizations that would have to use Mm -hmm. the court system on these terrorists if they were actually inside the United States, because that would be the way that the Constitution works. If these people were in the United States, we would have to have used the court system, so therefore we would have heard about one of them. Somewhere. Not some group in Miami where they, you know, managed to trump up some charges. Nothing happened with that mm-hmm. one. Some guy went into the L.A. airport. As well, I re- that's reco- what you
0: think, Mark, but they could be just executing them. Well, I suppose they could, but then they would be violating the Constitution. Pssh.
2: So? and then you would be you know do, you would be doing what the terrorists wanted you to do the fact is they hate us for our freedom right i mean that's mm-hmm. that's what these uh, so you know so many of these defenders uh, of, of the getting the terrorists that's what they believe that they they hate us for our freedom so if you're having secret trials and executing people out back without uh, anyone knowing then you've given in it it it's a line of thinking that is inconclusive it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere
0: yeah it's backed up by no evidence of course either i mean the whole idea that the government is keeping everyone safe as you point out there've been no trials there's been no news and it's just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, I've crossed the Canadian border, and it's an absolute joke. I mean, so the the whole idea that anybody's keeping anything out of this country with all of the cargo and stuff like that that's coming into this country on a daily basis through the ports and through the borders, you you've got to be a madman that that to think that the government tw- can stop 20, terrorism.
2: These 20,000 troops that they're talking about here? That's just the beginning, I'm sure. It th- Right. that That's exactly the truth. This number... 20,000 is absolutely useless, except as a yardstick to know how much farther they're going to go.
0: How much more they can get away with, right. you mean? Sure. Well, I mean, the fact that they're going to get away with this and put military in the streets is going to be pretty amazing. Well, but everybody can You could for put military
2: in the streets. However, um, according to the posse comitatus, uh, you know, the idea, it, and it's, it's really not just a, a, a law, but it was at the same time a tradition. The president can't control them. I don't I'm confused. You can use the military, but they have to be under the power uh, of who? a governor.
0: I see. So maybe that's what all maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe the governors will get the bossum around. That would make it legal. For the terrorist attacks uh, dedicating 20,000 troops to domestic responses from the Washington Post by the way, a nearly seven-fold increase in five years would have been extraordinary to the point of unbelievable, according to, uh, according to the Assistant Defense Secretary for Homeland Defense, the Assistant Defense Secretary for Homeland Defense, said in remarks last month at some place, but the realization that civilian authorities may be overwhelmed and a, catas- a catastrophe promoted, prompted rather a fundamental change in military culture That's interesting. A fundamental change in military culture. The change of, now we're going to occupy the so-called homeland, boys. Are you ready for this? Are you ready to boss around and yell orders at uh, civilians? It's coming soon. This is Free Talk Live. More details on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, the toll-free number for you control of the airwaves. It's 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, those features include the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Computer Privacy
2: Handbook um, says that uh, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. You can put a stop to uh, email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. You can go to privacyharbor.com right um, right now and get yourself a uh, free online account. That's privacyharbor.com.
0: So we are talking about this uh, disturbing story that we actually got wind of when I think it was the Army Times, actually, that first bragged about this, at least that I recall. Uh, in uh, the last few months, the Army Times reported that the military, uh, the Pentagon, was going to be assigning like a battalion or something like that. I forget what the the term is. Yeah. But a whole lot of troops uh, to the United States to so-called homeland duty, Right. So we got wind of that. Now it's uh, broke big. Now the news is uh, going across the Washington Post. Uh, Drudge Report had it up at the top of the page. It's it's big news now. And so how will Americans feel about this? How will they react? How are you feeling? And how will you react to troops in the streets? Now, again, as you pointed out, Mark, it's not going to start out like that. It's going to start out with some troops here and there and maybe responding to so-called disasters. But as people get acclimated to the idea of seeing Humvees and things like that, more military vehicles uh, going through their streets and uh, troops walking about from here to there, then they might expand it out. In fact, let's talk about what their plans are for right now. This is their initial phase, okay, and here's what they're calling for. They say that uh, there are going to be three rapid reaction forces to be ready for emergency response by September of 2011. September of 2011. What if they're going to have some sort of September 11th kind of ceremony of releasing, releasing. the troops, rolling out the new Homeland Security Squadron?
2: It's only taken us ten years! Yeah. <laughs>
0: The first 4,700-person unit built around an active-duty combat brigade based in Georgia was available as of October 1st. If funding continues, two additional teams will join nearly 80 smaller National Guard and Reserve units made up of about 6,000 troops and supporting local and state officials nationwide. All would be trained to respond to a domestic chemical, biological, radiological, nuclear, or high-yield explosive attack, or CBRNE, as the military calls it. Military preparations for a domestic weapon of mass destruction attack have been underway since at least 1996 when the Marine Corps activated a 350-member chemical and biological incident response force and later placed it in Maryland. Such efforts accelerated after the September 11th attacks, as you say, Mark, and now they're finally going to make it a decade later to their state of readiness, which will, of course, only begin be the beginning of their state of readiness. They'll, of course, expand out uh, from that point, as all government programs do. And don't forget, the military is just another big, bloated Government program. Uh, at the time Iraq was invaded in 2003, a Pentagon Joint Task Force drew on 3,000 civil support personnel across the United States. In 2005, a new Pentagon Homeland Defense strategy emphasized preparing for multiple simultaneous mass casualty incidents. Now, to those out there who believe in the idea that the government is behind things like the September 11th attacks, I'm not saying I necessarily believe they were behind the September 11th attacks. But I am suggesting that there have been some serious issues uh, with the Pentagon and, pff, I guess, their level of morality as far as what the, they're willing to do in order to get into wars and to sort of set things up. Vietnam, of course, the Gulf of Tonkin was complete fabrication on their part, and everybody knows it now. So they're preparing for all these simultaneous biological or radiological or Terrible attacks and just kind of it seems pretty ominous. And, of course, they're talking about how Barack Obama is you know, going to have to be ready for a tragedy of some sort early on in his career. Wasn't that something that they suggested? That was uh, Joe like that? Biden. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. If those of you that want to look behind the curtain, maybe there's something there. National security threats weren't limited to adversaries who seek to grind down U.S. combat forces abroad, but also include those who want to inflict such brutality on our society that we give up the fight, such as by detonating a nuclear bomb in a U.S. city. In late 2007, a D- deputy defense secretary signed a directive approving more than $556 million over five years to set up three response teams known as the Consequence CBRNE, Consequence Management Response Forces. Hmm, don't you look forward to the day, Mark, when you can be part of the managed consequences? Yeah, I
2: I can't wait. It's almost as good as being collateral damage.
0: Planners assume an incident could lead to thousands of casualties, more than one million evacuees, and contamination of as many as 3,000 square miles. About the scope of damage uh, from Hurricane Katrina in 2005. Last month, said McHale, authorities agreed to begin a $1.8 million pilot project funded by FEMA through which civilian authorities in five states could tap military planners to develop disaster response plans. Various different states will focus on a particular threat, pandemic flu, terrorist attack, hurricane, earthquake, and catastrophic chemical release, respectively, speeding up federal and state emergency planning. They're speeding everything up, Mark. They're getting things together, getting ready to unleash this new federal police force, I mean military assistance organization <laughs> on the rest of us. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Your comments on... Where do you think this is all going to go? If this is the beginning, where does it go from here? Well, I police are a relatively
2: new phenomena even in in the United States as far as you know historically looking. Uh, they the the founding fathers when they had the Boston Massacre for instance, police didn't really exist in the uh, late 1700s. <laughs> they came along to cities later. So think about what police have done and
0: what they become and what they've become from barney fife all the way to what they are today
2: in 200 years assuming that police i I don't know exactly what the history of police are but assume that the last few decades
0: are pretty awful too
2: (laughs) assume that police have been around 200 years um and see what they've done and what they've become and then you can get a pretty good idea of what the army is going to be like and you know what i was just thinking mark
0: what about the accountability factor here? You want to talk about unaccountable. I mean, the police are well, are good that's enough. That's exactly pretend- where I was going. And, right.
2: you know, the reason you, your mind popped that is because that's the direction I was pushing it. I see. Um, is that, you know, you, like, think about a soldier. Think about the accessibility of a police officer. Um, if if they can take a police officer in your county... They're then, you know, shielded pretty well. He decides to stiff-arm some kid skateboarding down Main Street, uh, you know, and yeah. get excessively violent. That's just a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like, they might have him flying a desk for a while or whatever. However, with a soldier, he decides to, oh, pop a cap in some uh, poor mm-hmm. person's butt in uh, Boston. They'll well, they will move him New York. right. It's just you know they just change his little district or whatever. The accountability gets even less. You have the less accessibility sure. when it comes to, when when you for instance see a police officer in your town and you're like I need to find out who that is because he's done something bad to me. You have a much better chance of finding out who it is on the your your county's
0: yeah. squad
2: All than the, you do of finding them inside the half a million absolutely. soldiers.
0: Absolutely. This is really, you. I think you've really brought it to a head here. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's hard enough to get to the local boys because the thin blue line just closes around the ranks. Good luck uh, getting, getting anything the the done with the military. Yeah, more on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about, Shrine.freetalklive.com.
2: we're getting uh, close to the end of the year, and that means you've got to kind of start thinking about taxes. If you're going to incorporate your business, do it at LegalZoom.com and do it before December the 31st because that way you can enjoy whatever benefits you're going to get from being incorporated. Essentially, uh, you know, from a tax standpoint, incorporating on December the 31st is the same as uh, incorporating on January the 1st, from what I understand. Not that I am a tax professional. Tax advice shouldn't be taken from me. should only be taken from... Tax Professionals but legalzoom.com will give the information for filing
0: an LLC and even if you aren't doing, uh, even if you aren't doing taxes, you can still have a you know there's still a use for a corporation
2: absolutely yeah protection I mean that way you're not not sued right I, I have a corporation because the fact is talk show hosts get sued by crazy people out there for whatever reason you're not taking my money just because't you, you disagree with my politics Legalzoom.com.
0: All right, so we're continuing this story because, well, it's pretty important. The big news, of course, uh, is now breaking big, that the U.S. military will be expecting to have 20,000 troops, uniformed troops, inside the United States by the year 2011, and we're we're just talk uh, talking about, and Mark, you were making a great point about the comparison between the the police, the sort of militarized police presence that we have today, and what it would be like if the military were doing well policing related activities. Now they're claiming here that the uh, the role is that they're going to help state and local officials respond to a nuclear terrorist attack or domestic, domestic catastrophe, which could include a hurricane. So as we right. saw during Hurricane Katrina, the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina, we saw National Guardsmen going from home to home confiscating people's firearms. So that should give you one idea of the many things that these military troops could be used for after something as simple and as natural and as continually occurring as a hurricane. They could come around and take your guns. They could round you up. They could put you into camps. Who knows what they'll end up deciding to do. But whatever it is they do, even if it's something simple like just hurting somebody on the street, they are almost completely insulated from any sort of consequences that might come from that. Let's rewind just a little bit here and talk about when the military got caught with their pants down recently on this recruiting issue where the recruiters were found to be willing to do virtually anything, uh, in, including threaten and, and harass and frighten people uh, and, of course, lie and, and give you know buy test cleans for people that might have uh, just smoked some marijuana. I mean, these recruiters would do anything to get new recruits through the door and into, I think it was specifically the Army. But military recruiters in general are willing to really cross some lines that they supposedly have drawn for themselves. They supposedly have a set of rules and a certain set of behavior that's appropriate. And so they got caught. They were recorded, you know, undercover, uh, hidden investigation-style recordings, uh, doing really bad things. And the news media called them onto the carpet. And, of course, the military's response was, well, we've investigated and we've sent out a memo uh, letting people know that we're serious and uh, we're going to take care of this. And of course, then years later, they got caught again doing the same old crap. Same thing. And, uh, and when, when they started
2: looking in what as, as to what happened, well, what had they done with the uh, offenders? They moved shuffled them. them. Yep, they moved them to a Just new moved, location. Right. Nobody was fired. Nobody was hung out to dry. No, no one uh, faced uh, criminal charges. Anything like that.
0: Yep. Just like nobody's going to get hung out to dry if the military is walking through the streets, harassing people, hurting people, doing who knows what, because that's how they feel. They feel uh, empowered. They feel like they can get away with anything. It'll be like you know being in Iraq where they can kick dogs and things like that, and just nobody can really do anything about it. Sure, somebody's going to uh, shoot a, a YouTube. It's going to get on the Internet. It's going to break big, and they'll be, a, oh, well, we're so sorry. How could this have happened? Our military men are trained, and they are, you know, they are the best of the best. This is just a few a few bad apples, just a few bad apples here, folks. Nothing more to see. We've got it taken care of. Just go back to your beer. Britney Spears, she's on TV tonight, Dancing with the Stars. You don't want to miss that, now do you? So this is pretty scary stuff. But what do the defenders of liberty in this case have to say? Well, will continue the uh, Washington Post article because they do actually get to some people uh, to interview some people here that actually disagree with the military occupying American streets. Uh, but first, the director for homeland defense and security issues said the new Pentagon approach breaks the mold by assigning an active-duty combat brigade to the Northern Command for the very first time. Well, break open the wine bottles. This is something to celebrate. This is a this is a first for the military. Until now, the military required the command to rely on troops requested from other sources. This is a genuine recognition that this job isn't something that you want to have a pickup team responsible for, said Tussing, who's assessed the military's homeland security strategies. The ACLU and the Libertarian Cato Institute are troubled by what they consider an expansion of executive authority. Domestic emergency deployment may be just the first example in a series of expansions in presidential and military authority, or even an increase in domestic surveillance. According to the ACLU's National Security Project, and Cato's president, or vice president, warned of a creeping militarization of Homeland Security. And indeed, don't we have uh, soon-to-be-President Obama talking about how he wants a mm, Homeland Security Corps about the size of the military? Yeah, so be the
2: same size, the same
0: funding, uh, the same power, funding, that, same power. So I, what you might have here, Mark, is you might have this new uh, Homeland Security Corps being formed and all of these little Homeland Security draftees, because they're not going to be able to find volunteers for this nonsense. They're going to have not draft. at that level. They're going to draft college kids and high school kids, maybe even some middle school students. They're going to draft you know, them all in, too. Yeah, they are going to have the senior corps or whatever, right? Well, they're, they're uh, much more uh, – they're accepting of the rules. I mean, mm. it's just amazing
2: how uh, fascist uh, that's the right. seniors are.
0: Tell me where to go and what to do, and I will do it without question. Because that's what a good countryman does. Just Follows like Follows orders that. without question. Uh, so, <laughs> So what they might do is they might create these battalions of civilian security forces who are just as – you know, authorized to be violent, and then maybe they'll just put these twenty thousand military guys in charge of the civilian uh, defense forces because the rest of the military's got to be fighting wars and stuff. You know, the 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 real military's got to be fighting wars. It's going to be the civilian defense force that are going to be the eyes and ears on the street. You remember the? Did you have the uh, s- the safety patrol when you were in school, Mark, or Was that uh, after your time? I'm in sorry, at, at,
2: at private school they didn't they didn't do the oh, that's right, uh, that's hall right. monitor crap. That's right. Uh, that's right. We didn't have. Uh, some of our number turned turncoat and snitching <laughs> on our uh, friends and neighbors. That just didn't happen. Yeah. Hall
0: monitors—they—they they didn't do that. What do you want to bet? The safety patrol is going to be like the new recruiting squadron for the civilian, uh, for the civilian defense force. It's they'll be recruiting the uh, the executives. Everything
2: that that happened with hall monitors and safety, you know, safety monitors or whatever this terminology is you're using, yeah. those are the kind of things that you can expect from, mm. you know, the, the people who want those things will get into the civilian defense. I remember force. Them, and the, the 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 you'll they'll get those kind of things. Yeah. So they'll be the the bureaucrats' favorites, so they'll get the sweet, sweet state jobs after they've uh, done their little time. Do you
0: think they'll start them with guns or will they start them with tasers? <sighs> You don't want to give the civvies guns right away, right? Because they, it just won't be, I don't think it'll be seen as respectable as. I think
2: that they'll take an an incident um, and blow it up into something. You know, some hall monitor gets their uh, butt handed to them Mm -hmm. in some dark alley somewhere, and so they have to have, you know, generally that's how these things go. There's an incident, and then we attempt to close the barn door after the incident. Correct. And and so I think that something will happen. Clearly, they'll have to have guns at some point.
0: I remember what to these be people good were like. Brown
2: shirts they would have to have guns.
0: Yeah. I, I remember I um, I vaguely recall what these people are like, these hall monitor types. I mean they are the people that will grasp on to like most bureaucrats they're the people that will grasp onto as much of their so-called authority as they possibly can and step as far beyond it as they possibly can as well, of course. I mean, hall monitors would, would get away with whatever they possibly could get away with as long as there wasn't some other authority breathing down their neck and forcing them to behave. So take that and multiply it out times real power that these civilian defense homeland uh, de- security defense squads might possibly have to wield over you and your life and maybe the insides of your home and your family members and your friends. Boy, what could be coming next for America? Sure does sound like a free country to me. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at FreeTalkLive.com. All the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support FreeTalk Live, well, you can uh, head on over to vote.freetalklive.com. It is the first of the month. It's December. We won. Back in November, we finished the month in first place thanks to your votes. Uh, Mark, are you telling me we're at number one right now? That's right. We're currently at number one. But not by very many votes. No, no, so. By uh, a hair's breadth. So we need you to go to vote.freetalklive.com. You know if you've been there before, it takes you less than a minute. All you need your email address. It will only be used for verification purposes to make sure you're a real live person. Uh, So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Cast your vote for the show. You're welcome to leave a comment if you feel uh, so inclined. That's optional. Vote.freetalklive.com. Dot com makes a big difference for us because being number one means more new people finding the show. And it gives us something uh, exciting to claim to the advertisers as well. So We've been number one for a year at Podcast Alley. Something like that. Although I don't know if we've been number one for a year. I don't know. Because there was like a fluke month where things didn't work out too well. I don't know. Anyway, uh, com as we continue here briefly uh, to finish up this story from the Washington Post about the U.S. military deploying 20,000 troops right here in the good old U.S. of A. by 2011 for supposedly response for nuclear attack or other domestic catastrophes like hurricanes, for instance. Uh, Some of the people at the Cato Institute and the ACLU are certainly against this. As one of them pointed out, this is uh, Gene Healy, vice president of the Cato Institute. He says there's a notion that whenever there's an important problem, the thing to do is to call the boys in green. And that's at odds with our longstanding tradition of being wary of the use of standing armies to keep the peace. Yeah, you know,
2: whatever the... The founding fathers thought about standing armies. The American people just they don't, don't believe that. it anymore. No. They just, you know, when, when they look at the soldiers, they, they're there's heroes. Been enough, there's been enough propaganda out there that you just. All It, hail. it, it seems bar, by and large, the American people believe that the soldiers can do no wrong. That, as a matter of fact, that the, the the well,
0: sometimes they kick puppies and they get caught on YouTube and they get they get in trouble for kicking a puppy. But uh, killing all those brown people, apparently, that's all a okay. Right, but it
2: it's they actually go after the organizations. You know, if if NBC News does something about the soldiers that might show them in a bad light, mm-hmm. it's the mainstream media that's uh, showing the, the 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 soldiers in a bad light. They're liberals. You know, it's 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 baffling to me. But the fact is, video doesn't matter.
0: Mikhail stressed that the response will be subject to the act, that only 8% of their personnel will be responsible for security, and that their duties will be to protect the force, not other law enforcement, to protect the force. For decades, the military has assigned larger units to respond to civilian disturbances or civil disturbances, such as during the L.A. riot in 1992. So, see, Mark, I mean, this has been going on. They put the military in the streets back in 1992, and it's just going to be more of that. It's no big deal.
2: No big deal here. Well, if they put the military in the streets in 1992, they would have had to have done it under the direction of the governor at the time.
0: U.S. forces are already under heavy strain. However, the first reaction force is built around the Army's 3rd Infantry Division's 1st Brigade Combat Team, which returned after 15 months in Iraq uh, back in April. They include operations, aviation, and medical task forces that are ready to deploy at home or overseas within 48 hours, with units specializing in chemical decontamination, bomb disposal, emergency care, and logistics. They are ready to save lives, Mark. And this one-year domestic mission, however, doesn't replace... They won't be
2: carrying those AR-15s, huh?
0: Doesn't replace the brigade's next scheduled combat deployment in 2010. Well, you never know when the hurricane's going to strike, and you might need the AR-15s to uh, shoot at the tornadoes.
2: Put somebody out of their misery uh, who's uh, got got their leg broken under a tree or something. Um, You know, when I went to Europe and uh, Israel, one of the things that I found most disturbing about being in Israel was uh, the... They, they had these, these Uzi submachine guns, and they had their little uh, camouflage outfits and their little berets, and... And they uh, were 15. Right. It, it, these people, <laughs> you know, they, 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 look, they were high school students, essentially. Yeah. I don't know what age they have to go in, but it's like 18 years old or something like that. You got boys that can barely shave, uh, you know, girls. It, 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 it's just so crazy. They're carrying these submachine guns. It's the it's craziest thing. It's a common experience,
0: thing. Mark. It'll give, them what, it'll give them what they need to know what it's like to be an American. That's what Ron Emanuel says.
2: The, what it gives gives is it gives the politician a bunch of mindless individuals who don't who haven't you know figured out enough about freedom and liberty and the way uh you know humans govern themselves the politicians get these adults in body form but you know they haven't been taught enough they haven't lived enough to know in fact what humans need to know about governing
0: themselves they're just going to do what they're told so, the 1st uh, Brigade Combat Team is specializing in chemical decontamination, bomb disposal, emergency care, and logistics. So, it makes it sound like they're only here to help, right? Well, then there's more to the story. The one-year domestic mission for that particular combat team doesn't replace their next scheduled combat deployment in 2010. So they're going to rotate in, and then they're going to rotate out. Plus, the brigade may get additional time to rest and regroup compared with other combat units, but it may face more training and operational requirements depending on its homeland security assignments. So first, they're going to be trained at just decontaminating chemicals and bomb disposal and emergency care and logistics. But if they need more operational requirements and more training they're going to get that and they're going to be laid down uh, whatever it is they need to do for you know for that particular set of orders uh, so it's going to totally going to expand out from here they're already laying the the groundwork Sure, they let you know that the uh the expansion is going to Happen. They say the Pentagon is accounting for the strain of fighting two wars and the need for troops to spend time with their families. He said, We want to make sure the parameters are right for Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, the 1st Brigade soldiers will have some very aggressive training, but they'll be home for much of that. Although some Pentagon leaders initially expected to build the next two response units around combat teams, they're likely to be drawn mainly from reserves and the National Guard. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Now that Pentagon strategy gives a new priority to Homeland Security and calls for heavier reliance on the Guard and reserves, Washington has to figure out how to pay for it. Oh, that's not going to be hard for them to figure out. They'll just print the money.
2: Oh, well, it's not like we're in a recession or anything. Yeah. People have plenty of money. They're giving plenty of money, Washington, D.C. No
0: so there you have it. Uh, prepare for this. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We go to your calls about whatever you want. Matthew is on the line in California. Hello, Matthew.
3: Hey, guys. Mark in. How are you guys doing?
0: Hey, what's Good. on your mind?
3: Okay. two um, things. First is, for the holidays, I went back to, well, not back to, my family lives in Atlanta, and I had to fly down there because I live in California and I had to deal with the TSA and I I hope they realize and I hope they're listening but they're they're costing the airlines money with the service that they're providing
0: they don't care Uh, they don't care
3: yeah I I know they don't but I was here's my my story I was going through Atlanta or whatever name of the airport it was I was coming home and I'm standing in a long line, and I do all the, you know, I, I know how it is at the airport, so I'm wearing my little flip-flops, I can kick, take my shoes off real fast, and I have on sweats, so I don't, you know, it's easy on, easy off, mm-hmm. can search over so I can get through real fast. Well, this time the lady took me aside and says, I need a secondary search for this guy. And I'm like, why? And she's like, well, cause you have a sweatshirt on. <laughs> and I was like, because I have a sweatshirt on, I need a secondary search. Next to me was the University of Iowa or some of those volleyball teams. Every one of those girls had a sweatshirt on.
0: Yeah, like, but the, th- wait a minute. Volleyball secondary. team? They sounded white. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think that could have been a factor? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing.
3: No, and I, I'm not even, I, don't, I don't want to be the guy who called it out race. I don't think it was nothing to do with race. It was, And I think it was a, a black woman who pulled me aside. And it was like, you know, and, it wasn't, and I'm just like, do you see the idiocracy in this <laughs> system
2: that you have? Well, did, did, uh, you just know, out of curiosity, I want to ask about your sweatshirt and versus the uh the the hot short short bali girl sweatshirts. Um now did they did yours have like a zip up and theirs was a pullover?
3: No, no, mine was a zip up. Yours and, was a zip and, up. And mine was a zip up, theirs were pullover. Mine wasn't that baggy. Theirs were baggier than mine, and I purposely didn't wear a shirt so they couldn't ask me to take it off.
2: So you've got a zip up, um, uh, you've got a zip up jacket essentially uh, on with no shirt beneath it, right? Right. So and they've got on pullover sweatshirts with whatever underneath them, right? Right. Exactly. And you, you know, it's just it's the zipper. I mean, you know, like right. our policy our policies based on the zipper, sir. <laughs> and they can make whatever they
0: want up too. Go ahead. They do. The That's,
2: uh, hence the water bottles. I, I want to hear the rest of the story. Three Keep ounces. Going.
3: Well, and it's just like I'm just I'm so tired of them, but um, I'm a podcast listener. And I'm going to go back a couple of days because you guys were discussing the marijuana issue when um, Julie, Julia was there a few yes. days ago. And I had to have a talk with my nephew when I was back there because he has no father figure in his life right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling kind of bad because I told him, like, you know, drugs, drugs are bad. Uh, not not <laughs> like that. Okay, I didn't give him that <laughs> speech. <laughs> so let me start over. I told him that alcohol is a drug. And just because it's legal doesn't make it any worse than any other ones. I prefer that you didn't drink. But if you're going to do drugs, like, don't think because alcohol is legal that it's okay, and don't think because marijuana is illegal that it's, not, that it's worse than alcohol. Okay. Um, he's 15, and now I'm, like, thinking back, like, like Mark was saying, like, I don't want to tell my son that it's okay to do marijuana. I didn't want to give him that message, but I'm afraid that I did, like, a, a little bit.
0: Can we discuss right. this here in a moment? I mean, father to father here. I guess you're not a father. You said he's your uh, your your, uh, your you, nephew. We're all giving advice yes. to younger people. Let's come back here in a moment. Can you hang through the news, Matthew? Hang on, dude. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. We'll hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can call in about anything. That's the cycle C A I toll free line. More with Matthew and your calls coming up an hour too. It's free talk live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. you can bring up anything, just dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, As we launch here into hour number two of the program, toll-free again, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go back to Matthew in California. I wanted to hang you through the news so we could continue this discussion. You just had uh, brought up a point about how – was it your nephew that you went and saw?
3: Yes, sir. My nephew down in Atlanta. um, I know they don't listen to the show, so I can – <laughs> kind of point him out <laughs> but uh yeah my nephew went uh, down in atlanta and i'm afraid like because i didn't want to lie to him i did i want but i wanted him to ha- hear the talk that i wish i would had when i my father would have had with me when i was 15
0: fair enough and you told you know, him basically that uh just because alcohol is legal doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing uh and that just because marijuana is illegal doesn't mean it's necessarily bad and then what are the other things you covered
3: well, I covered sex too, um, but that was pretty general. I mean, it, it, like like with drugs, I prefer like you know everything in moderation. Don't let it ruin your life. Don't let it run your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my kind of my speech with the drugs and alcohol. That like, look, you know, everything in moderation. But I kind of feel that I might have given him like the look on his face. When I said that, because I didn't lie to him, like I know all his like all he's heard is drugs are bad, wait till you're married, yeah. you know, and and because I said you know I have done drugs, I have you know done a lot of I've done drugs, and I want you to know the truth, and I want you to know that you know it, you know I, I'm afraid that I've given him like like in his mind might have have, have I given him the green light to go ahead and.
0: I'm like surprised he didn't whip out a bag of marijuana and offer to smoke you up. I mean, he's 15 in Atlanta. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm. You're saying. You're just
2: making some uh, assumptions there, and it's you know I, I understand where the assumptions are they coming from. They start
0: early, man. That's all. I I smoked first at, at age 16, and you know
2: this is one that I struggle with too. I absolutely understand, Matthew. It's um you know you, you're thinking you, you you do believe that the the boy's going to drink alcohol, right? If right. he, I'm he hasn't yet. You, you're, so you're reasonably sure sometime in his life he'll drink alcohol. He's probably not been taught how to drink alcohol, right? Right. Um, do you think that alcohol is better or worse than marijuana? Um, you know, like when you look at it in general, do you think alcohol is a better or worse drug than marijuana? I as far I'm as...
3: agree. No, she's not there. I'm going to agree with Julie on this. I mean, I've made some of the worst decisions in my life. Being
2: drunk, yeah, yeah, you know. I, that and you've never heard of marijuana poisoning. However, you have heard of alcohol poisoning. Um, right, it, it takes a certain amount of uh, college students' lives every year. Well, because it's illegal, uh, and, you know. And there's, you know, the, when I look at it, I it, to me, marijuana is on a, is is sort of when you look at it from a stigma standpoint, it's on a step above um, alcohol, uh, maybe even two steps. Right. But it's not as high as... Mean high social as, stigma? Yeah, some kind of stigma. I mean, that's, okay. all, that's all that it would, would be. Uh, you know, not as high as heroin, but uh, higher than alcohol. However, when I look at it from a logical standpoint, I, I, I don't use marijuana. That was part of the deal when I got married. Somehow my yeah. wife doesn't mind if I'm a raging
0: alcoholic, but I can't smoke pot. I guess it depends on the social circles crazy. You're, you're in, though. I well, mean, as please. far as...
3: Okay, let me tell you. African American Southern Christian. If they find out that I have this conversation with him, I'll be ostracized. Yeah, More, I'm sure. you know, so wow,
0: yeah. I understand. Well, where you live in coming California, from. so it wouldn't be too bad,
3: right? Well, I yeah, I live in California, but they're all in Atlanta right now. And like I yeah. said, I told him before I, we had this conversation. I'm, look, look, nephew, <laughs> if this gets out. It's over for not just you, but it's over for me, because you know there's n- right. I'm not too old to get a spanking, and I'm 38. So know <laughs> that when you get home, Whoa. you will get, you will get it
0: worse. <laughs> well, I I don't imagine that he's gonna go uh, spilling any beans on you on this one. I mean it it seems like you approached it in a relatively reasonable fashion. Uh, what was his response? I mean, what did did he just look at you like a deer in headlights, or, I mean, how did he... Yeah,
3: yeah because, like, like you guys say, you know, all society just says, like, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, and that's all you ever hear, so it's so foreign. Like, the freedom message is so foreign to some people, that they don't even know how to react. It takes them a week or two, like it did for me, to hear, you know, to hear the message of freedom. You've got to kind of stand back, because you've never heard it before, and soak it all in, and then mm-hmm. realize what's really going on. And like you said, the Matrix, it takes a moment, you know? Yeah. You know, and, and that's what I think he was like realizing that, wow, my uncle is telling me something that I've never heard before.
0: You well, know? maybe some follow-up would be appropriate. I mean, I don't know how often you get out there, but the next time you're out that way or if you've got an email address or something like that, maybe some follow-up later on down the line would be appropriate to see, you know, well, you, you were 15 last time I saw you. Now you're 16. What are some of the things you experienced over the last year? And And see if he feels like talking to you about it if anything.
3: Yeah, that's a, that's probably a good idea. Thank you guys. And I appreciate you guys listening. I just needed some I mean I didn't know who to talk to about this cuz I couldn't talk to them my It's not easy.
0: I I agree. <laughs> well, you can always I totally talk to understand. us. I don't know if it's worth much talking to us, but uh, you know, that's what we're here for and I thank you for the call tonight. And I appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You're still you're still struggling with this, aren't you? I, well, I you know I, I'm going to struggle with it for
2: a long time. I've got a I've got a little boy, and yeah, uh, I, I don't expect to to introduce him to marijuana tomorrow. But no. considering he's uh, seven that's, months old yeah, or that's so, that's not
0: appropriate. You've got to be able to hold the bong and you know <laughs> operate it. But I you know I,
2: I <laughs> a I'm in the same circumstance. My wife. Is gonna kill me. If That's I why talk, Julia will do it. If, if, <laughs> she killed Julia too, she'll kill us no, all. No, It'll no. be a rampage. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, I, I, you know, I, and, and I look at marijuana. I think, man, this really is. When you look at compare it to alcohol and the other drugs out there, it's it's
0: just safe. When you look yeah. at well, I mean, well, I, I still would prefer. smoke in the lungs, but but you could always vaporize it, and then it's pretty darn safe. I would prefer that he never patients.
2: touch any mind-altering substance in his life. <laughs> but then you start looking at, well, what a stupid, stupid position yeah, that is. That's insane. I mean, I did have a girlfriend in um, in high school whose parents' position was exactly
0: that. Yeah, you should be straight edge, nailed to the X.
2: They, they, didn't, they never touched alcohol or anything else. They'd never heard of anything else. Uh, so they, they had the expectation that she never would. Well... Come on. Surprise, surprise. You know, she... Wake up. She got drunk. She got sick. She made some bad choices. Well, if she'd have had some education on this drug called alcohol, then... Instead of people that buried their heads in the sand, well, then she'd have known some stuff. Well... I I just don't know. I mean, as as a parent, I feel that it's your it's my obligation to teach him about the things that are he's going to deal with in life. He's definitely going to deal with mind altering substances. It's substance, your obligation to, to help him make those choices. I think and make the right choices. Yeah, it's it's a burden that I took on, and
0: yeah, I am obligated to that. So 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL C-A-I toll free line. There's a lot to talk about as always here tonight, but let's go overseas briefly here to Bangkok, Thailand. I heard the new. I actually heard this one in the news uh, broadcast at the top of the hour. Figured I'd go and dig a little deeper and see what it was all about. Uh, a couple days ago. Actually, it's been going on for a little while now, apparently. Thousands of anti-government protesters blockaded Thailand's parliament today. This was on the 24th. Forcing it to postpone an important legislative session, the latest twist oh, they
2: 're always important. those legislators getting in there and <laughs> stealing your money and talking about it and having a good old time.
0: The latest twist to a six month campaign to unseat the elected administration. The protests have stymied government decision making intensifying fears about the export driven economy 's ability to withstand a global recession. Hundreds of riot police, armed with only shields, failed to offer even token resistance against at least ten thousand demonstrators. Good Lord. From the People's Alliance for Democracy, Man, it doesn't sound like they're exactly anti-government. It sounds like they're anti-this no, no. government. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't <laughs> propose that at all. But it's it's just, it's interesting to see nonetheless. Should point out they weren't completely peaceful. Many of them were armed with iron bars, golf clubs, and stakes. Well, that's what's going to happen when there is no
2: redress. And our political system—you can see on every level—the the, the ability to address the grievances that one might have with the government are nil. They're, they're absolutely nil. When you have no redress for people, they're going to pick up arms, and yep. they're going to start killing politicians, well, it, uh, and government workers, and bureaucrats.
0: It doesn't seem like they've been killing anybody. It seems like they, they even though they're armed, they're taking over these uh, locations with just sheer numbers.
2: That's because the, the, the bureaucrats are leaving.
0: The parliament speaker <laughs> said once the situation returns to normal, he'll reschedule a session to debate the international agreements that need to be signed, and blah, blah, blah. The PAD, uh, the People's Alliance for Democracy, which called the march after a grenade killed one of their activists and wounded 23 last week also took up positions outside the finance ministry and bangkok police headquarters the demonstrators cut power and water to all three compounds 1-800-259-9231. So I'm not sure what sort of level of uh, force these people are using, but nonetheless, it's interesting to see what's happening. When people get some numbers together, the government is completely powerless to do anything about it. More on the way here. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live, it's your show. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours, free, right there on the front page of the website, going back for an entire year. We give them to you at freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something
2: new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. Sakel CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's uh, on the right-hand side of the page. It's the top banner. Sakel CAI.
0: All right. We continue with your phone calls about what you want here in moments. uh, Just to finish up a little little bit of detail on what these protesters are doing out in Thailand, I've only scratched the surface, apparently, on some of the things they're up to, uh, including blockading Thailand's uh, parliament, They uh, also have set up positions here outside the finance ministry and Bangkok police headquarters, cutting power and water to all three compounds. Uh, May victory be with the people, said the PAD leader, uh, Mr. Somakat, who has led the occupation of prime minister whoever's house offices since August. They've occupied (laughs) the government house offices of the prime minister since August. To force out his administration, trucks carrying several hundred protesters also turned up at Bangkok's old airport where chai has been operating out of temporary offices for the last three months. And (laughs) a newer story as of today, I believe, yes, this story out today, talks about how apparently they've now taken over Thailand's main airport as well. These protesters. (laughs) And it doesn't sound like they fired a shot. They're not you know, talking uh, about how these people are be violent. You not do this in
2: America, I don't think. There's just not enough
0: people. What do you mean? There's
2: not enough people who
0: are willing to take any sort of risk Even like if you that.
2: had uh, enough people that were willing to take the risks like that, I still don't think you'd be able to do it what without...
0: Would the state do? Well,
2: it, because the, the, they're, the, simple, the, the fact is, in it seems to me, in Asian countries, they're less likely to use uh, firearms than... Uh, you mean
0: a... the state is less likely, likely to use?
2: Both. Both. The fact is, the escalation of violence is going to occur. How many of your friends are you willing to see get shot in the head? How many of your friends' heads turn into cherry jello all across the back wall are you willing to see, I don't like that idea. I don't don't want to see that.
0: Because the cops are going to shoot them. I see what you're saying. So what are you going to do? But what makes you think that American cops are more likely to be violent than uh, cops from around the world? They all have the authority in their head. They all have the power trip mentality. This this issue in Bombay
2: that we were talking about recently.
0: They probably don't even have anything like a constitution to adhere to in thailand they could probably get away with being more violent a lot of police around the world are typically more violent more openly
2: than american police this issue in bombay recently that's going on with the uh,
0: terrorists um it's
2: you know one of the cameramen out there that had uh, taken some pictures he saw some police officers who had guns it's it's wondered it's speculated that perhaps the indian police officers that did not respond to the terrorists may not have had bullets in their guns ian can you maybe imagine they're just
0: cowardly? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, they were. There are a lot of cops maybe who they are going just. You're take only a...
2: speculating, and I'm only telling you that somebody else speculated. A lot
0: that... of cops are not going to run into a firefight to save you. I mean, I know you want to believe that they will, but a lot of them won't. And so maybe they're just those kind of cops, you know, self-protect. Uh, in the Columbine situation, you can watch as the cops protect themselves over the kids. You can watch the footage of American cops protecting the the police first, if you've and been, not the kids. If you've been
2: in uh, foreign countries and you know how it is, especially Asian countries, I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. in. And and you know how it is with their police. Uh, you know, the, I believe them to be far fewer in number than American cops. And I believe them in some cases to become un- unarmed except perhaps for a
0: stick. Well, let's hear from you on this one. If you happen to have maybe lived over in a place like Thailand or some other Asian countries and you believe that the, the police, while they may have guns, are apparently unarmed as far as they don't have bullets, one 800 It sounds like it's a possibility, but it also sounds like a stretch. So I'm curious to hear what other people think on that one. But nonetheless, they have taken over the airport. So I'll leave it there. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Judy in Arizona. Judy, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hi, Mark and Ian. I just had um, (laughs) something to tell Mark. Um, It sounds like Mark's wife is involved in some kind of counseling, drug counseling.
0: She has been. At this point in her life, she's not. She's
2: pretty much a stay-at-home mom now. I mean, she does some... some, uh, Office work at a doctor's office.
4: Okay, I was a a certified drug counselor for eight years. Hmm. Um, I was totally sucked into the whole twelve step program. I I bought all of that stuff. I've been away from counseling for several years now, but I totally I. All drugs should be legalized seriously. I've been away from it for probably fifteen years now but there what I wanted to tell you is there's
0: hope <laughs> <In her mind. laughs> what how what 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 was it that helped you shift over to your new perspective
4: well i I watch all of these people, and i and I saw this when I was a therapist as well. People being thrown into jail for nothing. I mean, nothing. They were sitting in their apartments, smoking pot. Um, some of them weren't even smoking pot, and they got thrown in jail. And then they had to go through treatment. They had to go through probation. I mean, I and most of them were pot smokers. And I'm looking at them, going, I, I don't, I don't. They're not really hurting
0: anybody. So wait, a point of clarification here. It sounds like you were kind of uh, empathetic toward the pot smokers. Did you already feel a bit of softness toward them when you started your career, or were you pretty uh, vehemently anti-all illegal drugs at the beginning of your career?
4: I have to tell you, I have never, I can honestly say, (laughs) I have never smoked pot in my life. Wow. But.
0: You should try it sometime. It's I'm, fun.
4: <laughs> I guess maybe I'll have to do that. Um but I so I was I was when I started counseling I was totally anti-drugs. All drugs. Huh. Everything. But I I mean I would just sit there and listen to these guys and really they're not doing they weren't hurting anybody. They weren't doing anything to anybody. They weren't, I mean, it it wasn't, I mean, I would have people come in who were raging alcoholics, and it's affecting every area of their life, their job, their, I mean, it's affecting everything. But these guys who, and in Arizona, you get caught with seeds.
5: You're going to
0: jail, so basically, what i'm from what I'm hearing from you, you're suggesting that it was essentially your continued experience encountering these various different addicts, supposedly, the the people that were essentially forced into a treatment situation, uh, hearing their stories and getting to know them and and looking and and comparing them to the alcohol uh, people and and seeing for yourself what the truth really was, and just sort of just kind of came to that realization.
4: Well, I, and, and it took a, it did, it took a couple of years after the separation from from working in that field. I mean, it took a while for me to actually, you know, be able to say, okay, yeah, they're right. I want
0: to bring you they're back, right. if you don't mind, Judy. I want to bring you back and, and get Mark to chime in here on where you think Laura is in comparison to where Judy might be at the moment, Mark's wife, Laura. More on the way here. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231 This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Just head over to wiki.freetalklive.com and get interactive there. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wiki, wiki.freetalklive.com. Now, dot Now If you're looking for the liberty-oriented social networking website, look no further than Bureaucrash Social. You can go to bureaucrash.com to learn more about it. But if you love liberty, Bureaucrash Social is the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Head over to bureaucrash.com to learn more. Get signed up. That's us all right, we bring back Judy, uh, who's on the line in Arizona. It sounds to me like, Judy, you've got a similar background as far as your work experience, as does Mark's wife, Laura. Now, we've been yeah. talking about, over the last several shows, and just in general, just sort of the situation with you, Mark, is that you are in a, uh, you're in a marriage, a, a, a pretty happy marriage, from all indications. I think so. Uh, you've got a young... Uh, Could find out or,
2: otherwise tonight when I get home, but as far as I know... Is she listening to the show?
0: No, I'm... She, she, uh, you've got an eight-month-old uh, child, your very first... And as a parent, you're looking into the future and you're thinking about what it is you need to talk to young Jackson about at a certain point in his life, sex, drugs, etc., things like that. And you're thinking about how you should do it differently from maybe your parents and how they might have done it uh, with you. Since you you want to help him understand the truth about things like drugs like marijuana, for instance, and how it's not as bad as alcohol and uh, other people might try to tell you differently, but you are concerned with what – Laura is going to think about that sort of an approach, considering she used to be a drug counselor, and she hasn't quite gotten to the point of accepting, I guess, accepting the possibility of recreational drug use as uh, Judy apparently has, who's sort of been in a similar life situation as Laura has. I mean, Mark, listening to what Judy told us a few moments ago, and she's back on the line with us here. How do you feel about where Laura is today, your wife? Where is she today in her sort of progress toward understanding those who use uh, drugs for recreational purposes? Uh, and as far as where she is now compared to where Judy might be now, where Judy is saying, I think all drugs should be legalized.
2: Well, Laura is definitely not there. Um, she likely would, would uh, take the, the, the step uh, the, that many Democrats will take for you, which is, well, I, I think that drugs should be handled with treatment. Forced treatment. Right, What would you forced treatment, which uh, is going to be, you know, what kind of treatment, uh, how long is this treatment going to be, what if I don't want to go to the treatment. Uh, essentially, you, you've got a lot of questions that are left by the, the treatment void. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where they'd like to leave, leave it. You, if you get to ask a Democratic <laughs> politician, you don't get to follow up your questions with more questions because yeah. politicians hate that. Oh, yeah. You just ask them, what would you do? And they say, treatment.
0: It's easy to dodge one question.
2: Yeah. Treatment's great. You can find, you know, the the the, the worst uh, politician out there that says, well, treatment, of course, they'll do treatment in prison, but mm-hmm. whatever. So treatment isn't really an answer, but that likely that's the way uh, the, the direction that she would dodge. And, and I'm sure that she doesn't consider marijuana use to be as bad as, uh, you know, some drugs or things like that. But, but she
0: does believe it to be worse than alcohol.
2: She um she has a stigma wrapped around marijuana use that you just can't get through. What is that stigma? Are the pot but smokers are losers. That... Gotcha.
0: Judy?
4: Well, but I also think that it's part of the indoctrination that that you go through when you go through the training to become a a drug counselor that it's all bad. And the further you get removed from that and the clearer you get in seeing what i mean i i have a brother who's a drug addict and i have i mean i i know i i've seen what drugs can do so mm-hmm. it's not like i think that all drug use is recreational and that it's all okay i don't think that but i also don't think that it's
0: all did you get to meet some responsible drug users while you were doing your uh, stint as a, a drug counselor?
4: You know what, I, I, I did and I actually did make some phone calls to the city and say, you know what, this person shouldn't be there.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if, I mean, it's, I would guess you're more likely in a role of drug counselor being assigned to people who've been forced treatment. You're probably more likely to come across more of the loser drug user simply because the police just aren't pulling over the people that are driving Lexuses, you know, the doctors and the, uh, the lawyers and the business executives that might be pot-, pot smokers as well. They're just not pulling those people over. And if they do, they're giving them the speeding ticket, and they're leaving. They're not searching the Lexus. Do you see where I'm coming from on that? So it's probably more likely that you're going to get the loser. So maybe Mark, maybe part of the problem is that Laura, during her career as a drug counselor, just simply wasn't exposed to enough responsible I, drug users.
2: I think there's a lot of. I think that you're correct in that in um in some ways, but I I don't think that this is a problem that is that there's one leg under this table. I think there's a whole bunch of them. Okay. Um, I would say that uh, Laura's politics has gotten. Has, has followed the path that mine did in, in many ways. Mm-hmm. So she's much more libertarian than she ever used to be because I've used methods in order to convince her of issues. And mostly what my method has been is... Uh is that I'll ask her, it's my job to preach and convince people of the, the message of liberty, so I'll ask her, hey, what do you think about this method for convincing people? Is this persuasive? Can yeah. you tell me, um, you know, like, can you think of other ways to be persuasive on this issue? So what I'll have her do is, That's in useful. fact... She's a guinea pig. Yes. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll have her teach um, the, me the methods of persuasiveness mm. on issues of liberty. And so if you can get somebody to teach it, they're very far along into being indoctrinated in it. Yeah. So... They, um, so I've been using methods like that, but Laura probably feels to some extent like I've got a big, overbearing personality. Right? Mm-hmm. She's a little more quiet. She's she's certainly I wouldn't I wouldn't make her I would never call her uh, mousy or anything like that, but you know, th- these just aren't... compared to you. She's these just aren't areas that she has big opinions. I see. She she does have big opinions in areas on how she would like her life to be, but she doesn't have huge opinions on politics.
0: Well, she's going to have an opinion if it comes to Jackson, sure, son being will. thrown and, in a and prison her, cell. Well, her
2: opinion first is Jackson should never do any mind-altering substance ever. And now we can get past that move to reality. Right. Well, b- right. Understood. But then you're That's talking... That's the trick, right? W- you know, you're talking about that husband-wife dynamic there. I'm, I'm sorry, but married people have a tendency <laughs> to believe that the other person's an ignoramus, <laughs> because they've seen them make mistakes. And yeah. I'll tell you, Laura probably thinks I'm a bigger ignoramus than most people think that their I spouse see. is an ignoramus. Is so there any hope here? W- w- what I was trying to say was, is that um, yeah. w- with the personality thing, Laura probably feels like in, in, pol- in the political arena that she's losing herself to be in that I arena. See. So if I say, um, you know, the, the, the last area that she has and the area that she has the most pr- uh, expertise in is, are drugs. So the last area that she's going to give up, if mm. she ever gives it up, is going to be drugs. Precious uh, ground to I hold. don't even talk to her about drugs. I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's not even an issue for me at all. I never maybe, discuss it with maybe her.
0: Maybe you could watch, like, uh, bring John Stossel or bring some sort of outside expert. John Stossel has done, I believe, a special on the war on drugs, for instance. Uh, bring in somebody respectable, like that to present, th- th- there was the ecstasy rising. What's which ABC the point? News did what's the point of well. me
2: sitting sitting lower down? Okay, we're going to let John Stossel preach to I you now. Know. How's just that going to go, come man? Come up with
0: something else. You're saying she doesn't want to listen to you. so I, I said Bring in the experts. But, but at, at this point, it's not even an issue. So it's going to be an issue when it comes to I, Jackson learning about drugs. That's
2: going to be ten, fifteen years from now. Well, you better start from thinking now. about it. No, you might as well start chiseling away. <laughs> start
0: chiseling away now while you still can. not chiseled your, plenty. Your thoughts here after listening to all that? I
4: think I think that uh, the longer that she is separated from the whole um, treatment world, and and looks back on the things that she saw, that that she will start to understand that you know what maybe that wasn't really the way it should have been. Maybe that could have gone a different way, and maybe that person wasn't so bad because they smoked pot. Or maybe that person really wasn't an alcoholic. I mean, not every person. I mean, when I was in it person that was there was an alcoholic because I was told they were an
0: alcoholic. And you're surrounded with that and it really just seeps in. And I thank you for the call. Really appreciate hearing from you and your story as far as where you've been and where you are today. More on the way. You can bring up anything. 800-259-9231. Any suggestions for Mark and how he should go about handling this over the next 10 years? It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring us anything if you dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features are totally free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give it away at freetalklive.com. However, we do ask that you voluntarily support the show, and there are a number of different ways you can do that. This holiday season, the number one way you can help support Free Talk Live is by shopping with Free talk Live via amazon.freetalklive.com. Whatever it is you need to buy, Amazon sells it. Used items, brand new, 41 categories in which to shop, free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Get your products that you need for your life and to give to others, holiday shopping, get it all done at amazon.freetalklive.com and you'll feel great because you're getting a great deal and Free Talk Live is also getting a percentage of the sale. Again, that's amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls. Dan is on the line in New Hampshire. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dan.
6: Howdy. Hey there. Howdy. And I, uh, hi, Mark. This is Dan again.
0: Yes, sir. What's on your mind, Dan?
6: Um, I, I have a you know, question from Mark. A couple of questions about uh, you know his, his fine wife. There, I you say that she's convinced that your son will never imbibe.
2: Oh no, I don't think she thinks that for a second. But people fool themselves when they don't look at subjects. Remember, we're talking about a seven-month-old baby. It's pretty easy to look at him and think that you know to, to ignore the fact that one day he's going to smoke marijuana
0: or be uh, stumbling alcohol. around drunk. Yeah.
6: Well, I, of course, uh, you know, but uh I, you know, to to be with outcome, any forethought on it would be kind of foolish as well.
2: Oh, I, uh, I would think that it, yeah, it's 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 not a good thing. I'm just saying that it's a human thing. <laughs>
6: yeah. I, you know, and and the whole the whole you know, uh business of uh assuming that everybody that smokes pot is a loser. Uh, it, so, so she's all for uh, putting an extra burden on the losers of the world of of having uh, a whole state apparatus and jail and police and guns and everything else, you know, up against these poor losers.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I can I can tell you that I've taken uh, the I, I've taken the more uh, direct approach as far as convincing her of, of this issue. And it doesn't work. I mean, it's all I get is silence, and you know, I won't get an I won't get an answer on the subject. Hmm. You know, not everybody not everybody approaches things from a uh, a logical standpoint
6: well obviously
2: yeah i wish they did
6: <laughs> <laughs> we would we would have nothing to argue about i mean we you know everything would be wonderful or
2: it certainly would be to, a lot of different
6: arguments you know yeah well, i'm sure, sure i'm sure it would, you know we get to some finer points some things that would be really worth arguing about maybe perhaps uh but uh but this whole you know i you know obviously and 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 you know, she needs to know that people think this that you know, her, her head's in the sand. She is, you know, is 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 fixed and dilated on this issue.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it is <laughs> and, true.
6: And and uh, and uh, you know, maybe at some point. She won't be. I mean, usually. Well, she kn- she
0: knows that uh, she obviously knows of some responsible marijuana users, right? I mean, it's it's no secret that I've smoked a lot of marijuana in my time, right? She knows this. I, I, I don't think that, uh, I, I, you know, I think that she probably looks at you in some
2: in same regard as, say, rock stars. I mean, are they responsible? Mm, I don't know.
0: It depends on which rock star, I guess. I'm not sure. You're suggesting that she does not believe I'm responsible. Is that what you're suggesting? You know, I, I think that all uh, I'm you telling you... You can build you... a radio show without being uh, responsible? I suppose it's possible. People are very, very good at
2: beating around bushes when it comes to an issue that, they have, um, that they're have that they emotionally attached
0: to. Just making up stories for themselves to believe? Absolutely true. Dan, any other thoughts on this issue?
6: Well, you know, there must have been something in her life that, that brought her to that. I mean... You know, Likely it's, working
2: it's, in the drug treatment uh, well, field I mean, just, for 10 years.
6: Yeah, but she she got into that for a reason, not because she thought drugs were great. Well, she and, probably,
2: and, she got what she got into was uh, she got into psychological training or something like that. She got some B.A. and, uh, you know, social worker work, and you know, while the social she was worker
6: work. She was never exposed to anybody that smoked pot there.
2: Oh, I'm right sure right. she was exposed to plenty of them. I, I mean, you know, but... <laughs> She just always
0: felt as though that she was sort of above the uh, the pot smokers. Uh, sure, I'm I mean
2: afraid. You're looking. You're looking at people that even These if they're good people, addicts. even if you're looking at good people, you're still. You know, there's something bad about them. Something's that wrong something wrong with is them.
0: Bad. They need to be fixed. Thanks, Dan, for the call. Appreciate the input on this. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And this was the attitude I encountered over the weekend. Actually, I called the local talk radio show on Saturday morning. I post. I post the calls. We have liberty activists listen to it because we we stream it on the free talk live stream from nine to uh, twelve in the morning on Saturday. And uh, so I' streaming it, and so we post the archives over at freekeen.com. You can hear the discussion for yourself. But I essentially called in with a simple question for one of the city councilors that was on the air. And I asked, well, if you came across the information that there were peaceful people who would never harmed another person sitting in the, the jail, a whole bunch of them, would you do anything about it? And, of course, her immediate response was, well, did they do something illegal? and and then you know the conversation just kind of devolved from there with the other uh, participant on the show trying to sidetrack and derail the discussion as as much as possible but essentially I mean the truth basically came out and that is that well if it's illegal despite the fact that they uh you know despite the fact that they are allegedly peaceful and haven't harmed anyone it was just hard to get her to really seem to care very much about it I didn't really get a chance to nail her to the wall because uh, one of the other people on the show was sort of running interference for the conversation so we didn't really get to have a good uh, fleshed out conversation, but I've since invited her via email to, uh, to have me in to discuss this along with the superintendent of the jail who happens to be a law enforcement against prohibition member. So I thought it'd be interesting, at the very least you should have him on the show uh, as a law enforcement against prohibition member right, and, and, and have I, him explain it
2: to I him. would say that this is uh, you know a, a, a big place that Americans come from, which is it doesn't affect me, why should I care? I don't care that pot smokers are being locked up in the county jail. Many of them just don't wouldn't believe you. Oh, you, they don't do that.
0: Right. She actually did. She did ask at a later point in the show, are pot smokers really locked up? She really did ask that. I didn't right. have the chance to respond to and it, this, it later and this, on.
2: It shows just how uneducated and how little they care that this is what's going on. But that is totally the position that people come
0: from. But if you're compassionate for others... I mean, you, you, you can either come from two kind of two most popular perspectives on this. I mean, if you're coming from popular politics, the left and the right, it would seem that if you're sort of on the left, and I'm being very general here, if you're on the left, you are supposed to be compassionate about people, right? And so if you're compassionate about people, shouldn't you be compassionate about the idea that peaceful people are sitting in prison cells? On the other side, if you're the fiscal conservative type and you're concerned with how government's spending money and that sort of thing, then you should be concerned with the fact that government is spending all all kinds of money, to imprison people who have not harmed another person or their property. It seems pretty obvious that people should be concerned about it, but I guess you're right, Mark. They're just so callous to the lives of other people well, I, that they just don't give a flip.
2: Well, the, the answer that I would have for you on Let's this... Let's
0: just put all the pot smokers in jail.
2: The answer that I would have for you on this is that, uh, well, it's, it's, there's you know actions have consequences every single time. One of the consequences of smoking marijuana, quite possibly, is... Get going to jail and dealing with the cops. Likely, what your consequences, you know, those consequences will only be brought against those who fail to smoke marijuana properly. <laughs> you know, I mean, mostly that's how it goes. If you yeah. if you get your pot, you drive it home like you're supposed to drive it yeah. home. You smoke it at home instead like you're of like in the to car. Yeah. Well,
0: having the ounce with I you and smoking you, up in the car. I've
2: taken joints and I've walked through parking lots and uh, you know through plazas smoking them. I mm-hmm. you know I just didn't care at one point because yeah. the way I saw it, what can you possibly do to me? But I, I never had any problem, quite honestly. So right. I, I could very well have been picked up for something like this. I didn't. Uh, now I don't smoke it, but. Uh, you know, I, I do feel compassion for people because I
0: know that you were there. You could have been one of those people. You could have been one of the people that ended up behind bars for, for marijuana. And, and what you
2: have to do is you have to look at uh, people that you know in your life, friends, children of friends, things like that. And then perhaps you might come up with a situation where you can find somebody to be compassionate about. But people don't tend to feel compassionate about the faceless individual. Because they put a because they put clothing and they put hairstyles on that individual, they t- they tell themselves stories about
0: that individual, and that's the way that goes. So what Laura needs, then your wife needs, is to meet more responsible marijuana users. Do you think that would help? Um, I think that if you try
2: to shove beliefs down people's throats,
0: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she could get to know some responsible marijuana users without knowing their responsible marijuana users and then later on down the line after she really respects that person for the person they are uh, and, and then later down the line you could sort of reveal the truth like I, oh, I hey think by the way so and so smokes marijuana every single night i think that it's a thing. i think you
2: better be careful with that particular method with laura what does that mean well, for one, she's re- rebellious, and she doesn't... Uh, well, She'll all
0: of a sudden hate somebody for it? Like No, she's rebellious.
2: She, she she doesn't want you forcing your opinion on her. I, I can assure you of that. She doesn't want you able to convince her of anything.
0: Oh, okay, okay. You meaning you?
2: I don't want you to convince me I of can't anything. I not do anything. And you don't want me to convince you of anything. Hour Everybody coming wants up. to believe they're the smartest person alive. This is Free Talk Live.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Right back to your phone calls we go. Ladies first, it's Julie in New Hampshire. Julie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Hey there.
5: I was uh, pointed to your show by a friend of mine uh, last uh, Saturday's show, I guess, and I was mm-hmm. listening to it about the gentleman out in Colorado.
0: Which one was this? I'm sorry. Giving the
5: to... free taxi rides?
0: Oh, yes. The 72 year old man who is facing five yeah. years in prison and thousands of dollars in fines for giving right. free taxi rides.
5: Right. Well, I've, the friend who pointed me to your radio show and told me to listen to it um, knew that I've been giving rides from my supermarket to one woman in, in particular and her child. But, you know, if I see an elderly woman out there standing under the awning or whatever, I say, would you like a ride? And, oh, hmm. you know, I've, I've called the taxi or I'm waiting for the bus. And, you know, the old folks, uh, senior citizens home, give those bus rides, mm-hmm. but they can't always be, you know, counted on. So uh you don't want to wait half an hour, I'll give you a ride it's on my way home. Sure,
0: that's nice and, of you.
5: And uh, there's one woman in particular who is I, I've I known her from, I guess her older child goes to the same school my children go to, and I saw her there with her 4-year-old, and she's going to get in a taxi with a 4-year-old that doesn't have a booster seat, child safety seat. Mm-hmm. So in re- realistically, where is the child safer in a taxi without a booster seat or in my car that has a booster seat in it?
2: There you go. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I, citizen, I think you're uh, getting uh, off track here. Safety has nothing to do with this. This is about obeying the this, law.
0: Is, that's right. You're safest when you're obeying the rules, right? Right, right, <laughs> right,
5: right. Well, that's that's what they'd say. Well, it's for your safety. Well, you're going to get into a taxi cab with no booster seat.
0: Yeah, that's it's such poppycock. It's obviously not about safety. It's about per- the safety of the jobs of the uh, the people that work for the the one company that has a monopoly over cab service in uh, in in this case, it was in Colorado. Uh, I don't know how many people have it where you live in new hampshire or how many uh, legitimate taxi cabs there are around there but that's all this stuff is that's all regulations have ever been has been protectionism for the business class the people that are currently in business the state essentially protects them from upstart competition and uh, apparently also nice people like you that just want to do something nice for people
5: yeah and no one's i mean i've been offered a couple bucks for gas money and i've, I've not accepted it but if i did accept it then
0: what am I going to get arrested? Possibly. The, the man in Miami was arrested. For yeah, there it. was. Yes. A, there's another story
2: about a gentleman in Miami who did essentially what you're doing. Um, he was asked by an undercover, I believe Miami police, Yeah, yeah. Miami Police Department officer, Dade County or something like that. Dade County Sheriff. He was asked for a ride, and then when the la- he gave the lady a ride home, and uh, okay. then she was he offered. She offered him gas money. He said no. She insisted. He took right. her money. And they put cuffs on him.
5: Yeah, okay. My, fr- the, my friend who told me to listen to your show also mentioned that.
0: Yeah. It's it's, the, oh, it's a scary, so, scary story. So, yeah, look out. <laughs> be oh, careful man. out right. there. And, well, I like
5: your show. I'll continue listening to it. Thank Thanks. you.
0: We're glad you're there. And, hey, if you get a chance, check out the Shrine of Female listeners over at uh, shrine.freetalklive.com and consider submitting a picture for that. It would be great okay think we try could. to make it as uh, classy as we possibly yeah, well, can you can make it as classy as you want to i thank you for the call <laughs> and good hearing from you 800-259-9231 maybe you could take a picture in front of the, the taxi cab that'd be kind of cool but just don't don't show the license plate or the state people will figure you out yeah you don't want do to come after you because they don't like it when people are just going around doing things all willy-nilly and free like <laughs> acting like free people might act you know, going and picking people up for cab rides without calling some government bureaucracy and asking them, "Um, I was thinking I wanted to give people some cab rides and was wondering what uh, hoops you have that I could jump through in order to make my operation completely legitimate and make sure you guys get some money for my efforts.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what it would be like. Let's go. I mean, just, just call and ask as though that would protect you
0: you know no. feels like will give you the wrong information and then it's just a long process and by the time you've managed if you managed... Tell,
2: if you finally do get through to someone and then you tell them I'm recording this call to protect me in the future Click. <laughs>
0: You know, I was thinking about doing that uh, recently. I was calling the New Hampshire Attorney uh, genital and asking them, you know, well, all right, what's it take to actually get out of this thing? I mean, it says here in the Constitution that this is supposed to be a government by the consent of the government. Are you telling me that that's not the case? And just, uh, just asking them questions about that. I bet they probably wouldn't want to talk if it was being recorded, though. I suspect not. Let's continue and talk to Neil in New Hampshire. Neil, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
7: Well, actually, I'm right now in Whitby, Ontario.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead,
7: then. I almost have an overwhelming urge to start feeding quarters into expiring parking meters. Uh, because that's I illegal? Want to to uh, I wanted to make a little bit of a U-turn on I was listening to last night's uh, podcast on a podcast this, and uh, talking about the uh, the total anarchy that would happen if there weren't traffic lights. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody always has small examples of, of it working temporarily, like your example in Keene, where the the one didn't work and the people would scoot across but uh, I lived in Italy for three years back in the early 1980s and uh, there was this intersection of two major roads uh, which we called chicken corners and uh, the reason <laughs> we called it that is because the traffic light did not work I don't. and they tried to fix it a couple times during that three years when I was there and uh, it quit working <laughs> usually within hours uh, <laughs> they tried to <laughs> fix
2: it I'm glad to see the governments are just as incompetent if not more so in other countries yeah
7: <laughs> well Italy Actually, is uh, remarkably anarchic in a lot of ways. Uh, I was in Naples, and uh, Naples has been kind of uh, uh, anarchic now for about 600 years. <laughs> uh, once they, you know, they had to get rid of their king finally, but uh, they've been pretty much snubbing their nose for a while. Anyway, Chicken Corners was uh, on a hill uh, between two uh, military bases—one NATO base and a U.S. Navy base. And we used to have to walk there, uh, across there all the time. And somehow or another, um, pedestrians and cars and trucks and buses and everything and bicycles managed to get through this intersection. And we're talking just a regular four-way intersection with no stop signs, uh, no stoplight of any kind for three years, never saw...
0: How many lanes on each side? Are we talking two lanes uh, going, you know, north and two lanes going south, or are we talking one lane each? What's, what's the size uh, of the intersection? Well,
7: there's uh, one lane each on, e- on each side. Uh, though this road was the Via Domitiana, which, uh, which is one of the biggest. Uh, it was the main road uh, for 2,000 years between Naples and Rome. And though it is a little bit smaller at this point, it is it is the a uh, very main. A very main highway. It's got it. plenty okay. of uh, plenty of traffic all the time.
0: And you're saying yeah, it worked out?
7: Huh. A, I'm sorry. It worked out. Oh yeah. No, no accidents. Three years huh. so I was there, and and uh, been that way as long as anybody can remember before I got there. No accidents. No no uh, no news of any accidents.
0: Wow.
7: Uh, I went across there as a pedestrian many many times and had no problems. <laughs> so people and people know about it and uh, they slow down before they get there and they're super vigilant. And you better uh, believe it. The, yeah. Your butt's on the line. You better be careful.
2: Great example. You know, the the fact is, every time you pull out of your driveway, you're essentially dealing with a situation like this. Um, So we have all these intersections of driveways and roads that Americans can use. Um, Plenty of people have driveways on uh, major thoroughfares. But there's also a town, I believe, in, was it Denmark?
0: Was it Holland? Something like that, yes. Yeah, one of the What's Probably. The, is Netherlands it Holland in Denmark? No, I don't I know. Don't know. I, there, there's a, actually, if you've
7: been reading lewrockwell.com, <laughs> you might have been hearing about this uh, traffic engineer in the Netherlands who has discovered basically what you said earlier, or at least yesterday, that uh, the more road signs, the less uh, safe it is. And he <laughs> right has been pulling up and putting yes. traffic circles everywhere. Yep, and they work really
0: well.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's what that's what's been um, that's what I was going to quote, and uh, yeah, we we stepped in it because we never we don't really know what's going on with Denmark. Holland, Holland is and, in the Netherlands. Yeah, Holland, Netherlands.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm well, sorry. Denmark separate. Anyway, you
7: go. let's go. And, Thanks uh, for the call, the Neil. And, uh, thank you. Your, your th- 800 number works up in Canada,
0: so hey, good to know. I thank you for that, and uh, thank you for the call. 800 That two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. So yeah, I mean, apparently traffic devices not really as necessary as the government city planners might have you believe that they actually. Are. I think
2: that most of it is um, indignation. I think that most of what most Americans of what? Uh, mo- most of what Americans want as far as traffic uh, b- b- rules is based on indignation. Explain please. I want to be right, and I want the other person to be wrong. What's that have to do with traffic rules? Well, because if they break the rule and I didn't break the rule, they're wrong and I'm right. Oh, I see. Oh, you did this and I didn't. Do, you had the right, right. of way. Well, I was waiting is, at the light and of, I should have been doing. One of that. the main rules on the traffic, um, you know, as, as far as traffic goes, is you don't ever have the right of way. Other people may be responsible for yielding the right of way. However, you as a vehicle never have it, so you're never
0: right. Because you never know what the madmen will do behind the other wheels. Uh, more on the way here. 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle Cai toll free line. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us, again, on our website, where the features are totally free. Those other talk show hosts... They want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give ours away, but from time to time we ask something of you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I've uh, I've run into a bit of a, a dilemma, and I'm going to ask the the listeners to help me out with this one. Okay. I believe that we uh, we have a certain we have some demographic information on our uh, bulletin board system, and I sometimes I show it to advertisers, and I believe it to be a little skewed because. Well, the fact is when you look at people, mm, it's it's you can make generalizations about groups of people. And here's a generalization, young people are more likely to fill out surveys than older people.
0: Young people are more likely to be online bulletin board system users than older people.
2: Um young uh, yeah, they're they're more likely to have an account. Um and I don't know if there's something you can do on this uh, Ian, but perhaps make make it so that guests can vote and I believe that's possible. Yeah. Um I, I'm not saying it's easy, but you could help me out by going to demo.freetalklive.com. If you're, you know, to go and, and sort of vote, tell us what your name and your age is. It's it's just, a, it's an age range. You don't actually have to tell, or did I say name? Excuse me. Your sex and your age. Um... I don't need to know your name. I don't need to, to know your well, race or anything like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give racial makeup uh, information. I think well, that I'm. I'm against that. Okay. Morally.
0: All right. So is that why you aren't pointing people to the survey, the podcast listener survey? You're going. You're pointing that. What you're doing is you're pointing people to our bulletin board system where there's a voting capability, mm-hmm. and there's been a poll set up asking for demographic information. Uh, and that's what you're asking people to go and do is, is submit. Are you between the ages of X, Y, Z and Z and, and et cetera. So uh, the the survey that we have that uh, the, the folks over at a, a certain Internet company set up uh, for us is much more comprehensive. And you're saying you just don't want people to have to go through that.
2: Well, it's um, I think that that survey that survey is useful. Um you also don't have to register either in
0: order to fill that one out.
2: Perhaps we should send people there. The, the fact is that uh, the, the, the conversation I had with a gentleman at this company, and it's a company that, uh, that people aren't allowed to purchase their products uh, below a certain age. Mm-hmm. He said that, well, now that I've seen this information, I can't ignore it, even though he knows the fact that. Even though it's just a BBS poll. Right, he knows that it's not scientific. He knows that younger people are more likely. The fact is, he can't advertise on a venue that has uh, more than fifteen percent people under the age of twenty-five. What's what he had told me.
0: And there's no way that people that that. Uh, I think that the the bulk of our listeners are males between the ages of eighteen and one and of uh, and fifty-four. I, I would say that probably more like 25 and 54.
2: Yeah, well, I, certainly our radio listenership, the, the the demo that we perform in is 25 to 54. Um, I I think we do have a great deal of numbers um, from 18 to 24. However, um, that it, that would not make the would not make people it, it would not make it illegal for people to use this particular product that we're talking about. But for some reason, I I get the impression that it's a federal law that uh, mm-hmm. you know they're not allowed to advertise. You know, it has to be 15 percent of people above or below the ages of 24, 24 and below. So
0: yeah, and I'm looking at the results here at demo.freetalklive.com, and it's significant. I mean, the 18 to 24 brackets got 28 percent responding there. Uh, the 12th to 17th, eight point three percent. Let's send them to, survey. Send them to, send them to sur- the survey. Survey.freetalklive.com. because they don't need to have
2: a um a login in, login information for that. That's correct.
0: And I don't know if there there. I don't know if there's. Yeah, you may have to fill out all of the options. I'm not sure about that. It, it may be possible you could just get away with doing the demo thing. I haven't. Well, I haven't. Or uh, doing the demographics portion of survey. So if you're survey. above the
2: age of 25, get your butt in gear, because I need you to do this. You so you're saying expect... you don't
0: want people under the age of 25 to do this?
2: I don't have any problem with people under the age of 25 doing it. I I would I want as many people as possible to do it. However, what I'm saying is that if you are over the age of 25, don't sit there like a lump and ex- I and expect somebody under the age of 25 to pull up your slack, because I don't need them. Thank you very much. I need for this advertiser you this to case. step up and fill it out. So if If you're over the age of 25, specifically, you know, get in gear, fill out this uh, survey at survey.freetalklive.com. You're going to help us out in this. It's going to be, you know, beneficial to, you know, show advertisers and
0: that kind of thing. So, please. So, survey.freetalklive.com is where people should go. I guess that's correct. All right. And all you need for that is, uh, it says, enter your email address for a chance to win our current and future giveaways. So, I don't even know if you need to put your email address into this thing. You can try it, Mark, and find out if you want to. See I, can, I see if you can take the survey here. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go already ahead and take it me. out myself. But anyway, the number is 800-259-9231. Yes, I did just click uh the age section. I just clicked an answer into the age section of the survey and clicked submit. So you may Please ignore... do your sex
2: too to um to okay. make it look
0: legit. So do your sex. But you can ignore as much of the survey as you would like. We specifically would like our audience that is over the age of 25 to fill out the survey at survey.freetalklive.com. All right. Now then. Well, the
2: only reason I single them out is because... They are the, the group, you know, that's the group that's more likely to sit on the sidelines and not do it. If I ask somebody to fill out a survey, the, the, they're younger, busier. the younger people, will, well, I don't even know that I'm willing to do that. I think that they're just, they're just more open. Um, and older people have gotten more closed, more Maybe. callous, more cynical in their, in their lives. And I, I, I wouldn't say that that hasn't happened to me. I'm just saying, please, break out of your shell here. Do, it do it for me Mark. a favor and go fill out freetalklive.com. Say I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Especially if you don't amp this show,
0: <laughs> get your butt in gear. I need some help. All righty then. So we move on. And Mark, you've actually got an email you wanted to share about this whole couch situation, specifically the uh, the judge in that case, the so-called justice who slapped me with 93 days in a prison cell. Yep. Uh, this is from Robert.
2: He says, I think that the way to change the system, uh, it's specifically written to me, I think that the way to change the system, what Ian did, um, wrong in this case, is to demand your rights. The fact is, the judge, in screaming at Ian, violated Ian's rights. and Threw him in jail, too. If Ian would have been been wrong for screaming at the judge, then the judge is equally wrong for doing it to Ian. Sure. Makes sense. You can't say
0: anything to him there and then,
2: though, I'll tell you that. No, no, no. Another thing, when the judge ordered Ian to be arrested and held for ninety-three days, it was clear that he was had planned to do it beforehand.
0: Yes, absolutely clear. All
2: you have to do is go to uh, YouTube.com and search for Ian Freeman, and you'll find this uh, video. Where did or, you
0: find a boxer? Isn't there a boxer named Ian Freeman? As I don't. Well? I don't know King anything Boxers. about that.
2: Um, I, I couldn't tell you. Search, search couch too. That'll probably come.
0: Probably yeah. Come up
2: then. Ian couch yeah uh, at youtube.com because there's videos, all kinds of videos of this, and you will see that the fact is when this video started, it was within seven seconds that he had ordered you to uh, be uh, locked up. I, you know I mean we watched the judge walking into the courtroom on the video so you know it, it's crazy it was crazy. the guy obviously intended to lock you up
0: and, and yes I, Ian couch does work if you search YouTube for Ian Couch we'll okay, come up
2: you have to have, have to know how to spell couch.
0: I mean, there's different ways, oh my right? My God. Just okay. K o u c h. No, that's not it. C o u c h. There you go. Do people really have problems spelling couch? I uh, uh, well,
2: sure. I mean, people have problems doing every spelling every All word. Right. All right. All right. Giving. Uh, let's see. It was clear that he had beforehand, therefore violating his obligation to be a fair um, to the accused. That's what the judges uh, yeah, uh, sure. obliged to do. Giving Ian a 30-day jail sentence for not sitting down fast enough was cruel and unusual punishment. I think so. I, I I did not like it much when you called in the uh, local uh, show and said that you thought Ian was uh, partly to blame for this. Ian wasn't in any way to blame, none whatsoever. I, mean, I, I disagree. I think you uh, knew what was going on. Now, blame uh, versus, it'd be silly to think, that, uh, to think otherwise.
0: Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. There's obviously more to this email. We'll get to that here in a moment. Take your calls as well about anything. It's Free Talk Live.
2: Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over twenty five.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and uh, some of those features, by the way, include updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Also, would like to invite you to the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. Head on over to freestateproject.org slash forum. To get signed up for only $199 early bird pricing. Now, this is going to get you in for the entire weekend... To the one of the most exciting, I think, liberty conventions you've ever come across. Hundreds of people from around the uh, the country and around the world are all going to gather together for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum next year, between March fifth and March eighth, including big names like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE. You know him as Kane if you're a WWE fan. Uh, Doctor Mary Ruart, huge. I'm a huge fan of hers. She is. Uh, she was one of the leading contenders for the Libertarian Party's presidential nomination this year. Unfortunately, she was uh, nosed out by someone who's a scumbag, Bob Barr. Uh, but Mary Ruart will be there and uh, lots of other names. You can see the entire list over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, but most importantly you're going to be able to meet the activists that are on the ground here in New Hampshire and that are making a difference. We talk a lot about them here on this show. You you hear them on the phone lines on this show. You'll get to meet them in person. Hang out, socialize, lie bait, have a good time. Uh, get the early bird discount right now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum and use our discount code to save an extra 10%. Our code is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL to save 10% on the already low early bird price for the Liberty Forum, March 5th through the 8th. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. Go get signed up. We'll see you there because we're broadcasting live. Alright, we continue with your email, Mark. Uh, somebody is very concerned with the conduct of a certain district court judge here in uh, the Keene, New Hampshire area. The man that had me thrown in a prison cell for what was supposed to be a nine to three day uh, sentence ended up being suspended after the weekend after I begged for mercy. But what got me in there in the first place was being somewhat disobedient in the courtroom, uh, not sitting as fast as he wanted me to to sit and, I don't ask, it, <laughs> and not answering questions that he wanted me to answer.
2: Right, you you certainly got into some ex, um, some extent for you know being disobedient around the court case, but that first strike that the judge made, mm-hmm. um, you know the, the the first contempt of court was clearly just the, uh, it was the it was the actions vendetta. Of, yeah yeah that's what it was i mean it was a guy that clearly wanted you to have you over a barrel so that he could force you to act the way he wanted it and to
0: he wanted to send a message to the other activists i'm uh,
2: sure and he, and he was looking to uh, he, he wanted looking,
0: them he wanted them to be arrested that day too
2: right he was looking to have locked people up for not
0: standing when he came in the threat by the way there was a threat posted on the wall of the outside the courtroom in the little lobby area they posted a threat saying that anybody who is not physically uh, everyone who is physically Able must stand and sit. You know when the ju- when they or- are ordered to. When the judge enters the courtroom, they must stand. Is what the notice said. And so, as a result of that, the activists who had not come prepared to be arrested that day uh, opted to be outside of the court. Those who weren't going to stand, those who were planning on not standing, Mark, you had planned on standing that particular day, so you were already in court when all this went down. But the activists who were planning on not standing that day decided they weren't quite ready to go to jail over that issue at that particular moment, so they actually had walked out of the courtroom, and then once the judge had come in, that's when they then walked in. So that way they avoided having to stand for the judge. So I think that was a good move on their part to avoid the that particular conflict but i was actually in there the other day mark and the order's still on the wall so this is a permanent standing order now in the in this particular court uh that this judge he wants to ensure that everybody in that audience is obeying the all rise uh, diktats from the, the bailiffs there. So uh, that, that, I believe, is one of the reasons why they may have canceled the trial for Toby and myself, uh, because I believe that they probably are monitoring the message board posts about this, and they probably got wind that there was some uh, some rustling, blowing about possibly having a large group of activists show up for the Ian and Toby thing and not stand up in the courtroom and have people prepared to be arrested for that one. So I don't think they wanted to, to have that particular issue play out, so that was one of the reasons they backed down, or they did the right thing on that particular issue. So, are you saying
2: that there's an opportunity here for somebody who might uh, believe that uh, perhaps you didn't take this far enough um, as far as civil disobedience? You didn't take it far enough that they could go.
0: They could uh, go and sit down in this courtroom this and get themselves a contempt charge. Right.
2: They, they can they can just go in every day oh, until yeah. they get themselves. You don't need
0: uh, an activist trial. You can go in on Monday morning's arraignment and, and sit. They'll supposedly arrest you for it.
2: There you go. So there's there a chance go. you could be arrested. If, 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 if by chance you think that Ian didn't do it right, you have an opportunity to uh, go ahead and do it right.
0: So that's where we are. Wait, what's the rest of the email? Or do you want to get through
2: that? Well, yeah, I um, okay. You know, the anyway, he says that uh, he was only asking questions, same as Sam and Texas does, and the same way everyone else should before a judge. You, were only asking questions. The Judge uh, had the audacity to demand an apology from Ian for this. It's totally out of the question. Ian should have demanded. You didn't demand an apology. Well, it, he got an apology from you. Um, he, he, you know, he put you into a position where you had to get an give him an apology or get out of jail. I mean, I think that that's the same as a demand. Okay, right. He gave me the opportunity
0: to kiss his ass a bit.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, uh, he's he has such a an apparatus behind him. You know that he is able to put you in a position where he doesn't even demand an apology. Yeah. He doesn't have to. You gotcha. just sit in jail for ninety three days. Right. Ian uh, should sue the judge now. He has video evidence of the judge's misconduct. It is an open and shut case. He should appeal a sentence, demand his jury trials, and so on and so on. He should demand a written apology from the judge and Mm. pursue this to its end. If Ian does this, and you do this, and I do this, and Sam does this, and everyone in this situation, then things will change. Will they? uh, yeah. 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 They'll stop. They'll stop being quite so...
0: Beigerant. I just don't like using the system, you know. I just don't like going in and I don't I don't I can't even imagine what that process is like. How much you know, you're gonna file some court fee to appeal or something. I'm just guessing at this. I don't know. It just sounds. Well, it seems. I know it, how the government is. They're they're overblown. They're uh, they're. It they Can't you uh, do the Sam system here, where you go to the grand jury, complicated? Um, show them uh, some video. I'll wait till Sam gets here, and then we'll figure out like if something's well, gonna happen. You know, as far as I'm I think concerned, you talk to Sam on the phone about it and see what he thinks. Yeah, I, I, you and know, to, I just There's don't lots like of lawyers the um, in the
2: you know Free State Project members that are lawyers. So many have offered you help um i mean is it complicated to pick up the telephone you know, call,
0: phone and call them i just don't want to con- continue the cycle of violence here mark i i feel like yes they did wrong they hurt me they hurt my family uh and by family i mean julia Well, you were uh, willing
2: to fight up to that point and now you're not willing to fight anymore because it's fight. through the i wasn't fighting i was asking questions you were willing to uh, be civilly disobedient up to that point right
0: using the system is not civil disobedience so I just don't feel like using their system at this point. Well, I don't feel as though it's Your something statement I should that
2: do. you uh, make, which is if everybody did this, then they would stop their conduct. He's doing the same thing. and That's I would, not what
0: I, That was never my statement. That was the statement of the emailers.
2: Right. Oh, well, you're talking about this particular instance. What I'm saying is you say if everybody was civ- civilly disobedient or even just 10 percent of them were civilly disobedient, sure, this conduct they, would stop. His statement is, is similar. However, if – of the people did what he suggests, the the same conduct would stop.
0: Well, uh, I don't know, Mark. I just don't feel right about it. I mean, I'd love to have some input from some other listeners on this at 800-259-9231. I feel like... Things have come to a standstill at this point, and I'm satisfied with that. I feel like uh, if I continue to mess with them, then that would just give them more reasons to come after me, and I'm not interested in that. I feel like if they're going to leave me alone for the next 90 days for the suspended sentence, then I should leave them alone. And if they want to come after me again, then I could maybe – you know, if they want to force me back into their system, then I'll feel more justified by using their system against them because I did tell them I'd I'd play by the rules next time, uh, which, of course, they canceled that particular court Date. So to some extent, if they want to keep this going, then I could see justifying that. But at this point, I feel like eh, things have settled down. Let's just uh, let's just move past this at this point.
2: You yeah, know, that's what that's what everybody thinks, though, when they take the plea bargain. That's what the pot smokers say when they take the plea bargain instead of taking it to trial. You've told these people you well, went to trial. You, but but you right. haven't you, you haven't gotten the justice dispensed, as it were. I don't think you ever will. Well. Then why should the pot smokers uh, take their stuff to trial?
0: The idea is to overburden the system. The idea is to make it so they can't possibly operate.
2: Overburden the system with uh, bringing back uh, the judges that step out of bounds.
0: Bringing them back. I see what you're saying. I don't know if the system will work, uh, and I don't really feel like trying it. I don't even know where to begin to try it, and I'm not interested in spending my time trying to figure it out.
2: Interested in picking up the telephone and calling anybody? I don't like talking either.
0: to those bureaucrats. They're yeah, not, I'm very not talking helpful. About the bureaucrats. More on the way. You take control. Uh, your thoughts on what I should do here? It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. We will uh, sneak your call in here in these remaining moments. If you make it now, it's 800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, uh, then we ask you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, around the world, bringing new Internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. And get signed up and get the perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, was there more to this uh, this email suggesting I go for the throat on this particular judge uh, that you know, had me thrown into a jail cell for, not, for 93 days? You t- you're saying no? There's, uh, no v- there's
2: really nothing left.
0: Okay. So I don't know. I, I I mean, I feel like I was talking with Julia about it here uh, during the break, and she suggested, I think she put it uh, into words that made sense for me, and that is that, well, that doesn't sound like much fun. And no, it, it doesn't sound like much fun. It sounds absolutely awful. And it sounds to I agree me, with you on that it um, sounds to me like it would give them an even bigger reason to come after me and uh, target me for more retaliation that 's what it sounds I like. I
2: agree with you, um, however, it seems to me when you started this venture and, and you did participate in the beginning of it because you chose not to answer the door when the guy when the, uh, when the bureaucrat came and you chose not to remove the couch when the bureaucrat told you to remove the couch without any fine or anything I might add. Um so like that doesn't you you knew where this was going in the long run and it did sound like fun to you i guess to fight them um about this couch. I was
0: never fighting i was just asking I understand questions.
2: like your your point of view but you yeah. know a fight was coming right they brought the fight, yes. You would agree that you knew that the fight was coming? They brought
0: some S, yes, and I uh, took it, and I dealt with it, and then and I got out, and so now I'm here, and knew, I don't want to deal with it You
2: had anymore. to know that the, that uh, there would be a certain target put on your back from of fighting course, them, right? Of course, well, of so course. I already have the target points, on my back by being loud noticeable. Your two, your two points are here are that you um, don't think that it would be fun. No, definitely not. And I, So you did think it was going to be fun when you um, knew that you were going to deal with them over the couch in the first place?
0: Um, I'm not sure. Well, it was something I wanted to do. I felt like I needed to make a stand, and I did. So, well,
2: um, I, I, so you did
0: think it so was going fun. So that felt fine. Okay. To me. So the fun. Um, yeah. now the tar- Filling out the forms, target issue, jumping through hoops. I, I can see how you might be more scared
2: after you'd been in um, in jail in the you know in the past, but you know you knew you were going to make yourself a target in the beginning, and that didn't seem to bother you. And now that you've been in jail, so I guess you want to um, diminish your your targetness. But yes,
0: it, I would like to see some other activists come here and pick up the ball and and run with it. As as you know, I feel like I've sort of picked up the ball from uh, Russell Canning to some extent. I don't feel like I've really carried the torch for him completely, obviously. Uh, but I feel like I've done something to kind of keep the ball rolling and have some more activists come here, and that way I can get behind them and su- and support them. Uh, because right now um, I f- I don't feel like there are enough people here to uh, to back me up on something like this. Well, I, I, I couldn't speak to that. I don't know. I mean, those,
2: those aren't the kind of things that I would concern myself with. Um, what, I, what I don't I want to hire a lawyer. The disparity I don't to, of this. You well, know. oh, who knows that you have to hire a lawyer? You, Dude, I don't I, know how you,
0: to navigate the bureaucracy of right, the right, government. Right. You, you, th-
2: that, that whole excuse stinks, and I wish you'd just stop making it. The fact is, you haven't even spoken to one of the free state lawyers, so shut up about the lawyers. Yeah, I you just don't, don't know like like if they were going to do it system. for free. You don't know, you don't know anything I, about it. I just this.
0: don't like using the system. I don't uh, like the idea of spending time. On but what seems
2: to me that uh, to be incongruous in my mind is that you now have the opportunity. You have them over a barrel. You have this judge know, going bat s crazy on film, clearly violating the law. But they yell the at people all the time. I they mean, don't it's... yell at people within seven seconds. Anybody who looks who at this video says, there's no way this guy could have sat down. There's only a, a minute of video to look I don't at know, there. Mark,
0: the guy that's like in the, the head of the judicial committee said that he didn't see anything wrong with that video. This, Representative Dan Itza, who's He's supposedly wrong. one of the uh, you know the Liberty people here in uh, in New Hampshire, he saw the video and he didn't think there was anything actionable there.
2: Well, well I, I, I guess so suppose you could take his so advice. So that's the
0: one person that I talked. I've 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 sort of talked to. Um, just happened to be by email and. Why should I bother with this? It's their system. I don't feel like playing in it if I don't have to. And right now they're leaving me alone. They could come after me for the size of the lettering on my house if they wanted to. Apparently there's a new Keene ordinance that says that the lettering on your house has to be over four inches tall. And mine's not. Well, yours could very well be grandfathered in. You don't know what the... uh... Uh, I see where you're coming from on that. But my point is they could keep coming at me, and they haven't. So if they're not going to come at me, I feel like at this point I'd like to ride this out. And then maybe if down the line they want to keep messing with me, then maybe I could bring this back up. I mean, what's the statute of limitations on a judge going crazy? I don't know. I don't know either, and I'm not going to begin spending my time trying to figure it out. Because it's boring and it sucks. And you know maybe I'm wrong about this. And maybe then you should do something about it, Mark. Maybe you should go and sit in that court next How time and have them yell at you and then you can go and bring no, a lawsuit. But I don't care. Okay. Oh, So if you don't care, then what's the big deal? Why are you trying to convince me like it's so important?
2: Uh, I, look, I'm all I'm trying to do is show you where your inconsistencies lie. My inconsistency?
0: I, I don't believe in the system. I don't like using the system. I don't want to use the system if I don't have to. That's not inconsistent is it I, I can't find it I can't find a hole in that one I'd Let's like go to. to Dan who is calling from Kentucky you're on free Talk live hello Dan
8: yes I wanted to uh, discuss what Gandhi would do in this situation oh thank you go ahead and that is he wouldn't use the courts at all and I base this on the fact that while he was in South Africa he got beat up a couple times and he never brought court action against the people that beat him up.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have lunch with, uh, you know, with Mr. Burke, the so-called judge in this particular case. So I'd rather talk to the guy, and yeah. he's you know, never going to do that. It's against the rules. Period. You can't even see them outside of court, even if there's no pending case. I don't think in,
2: in, in their capacity. I don't. I believe. I believe you. I can.
0: don't care about his capacity. I'd like to have lunch with Edward Burke. Yeah, capacity sorry. as a human being, if he is one, which he, I believe he is. It seems of all the people that you're ever At going to have lunch level. with
2: in Keene, New Hampshire, he He's would be the, the last one. You think? It would seem that way to me. Well,
0: I'd, it wouldn't hurt to invite him out to lunch. That's the direction <laughs> I would rather go with it. I'd rather have a truce as far as them coming to the understanding that they get unintended consequences when they come after uh, the activist. This, and hopefully eventually they'll get unintended consequences when they just come after regular people who haven't harmed anybody else uh, either. But I just, you know, I'm I'm with uh, with Dan here. Just using the system seems to be legitimizing it. And
7: Exactly, yes.
8: Yes, if you're not being inconsistent. If you use the system, then you're consenting to it. You're saying, I don't consent. But if you always say, okay, well, I'm going to bring charges against you, you're using it, so therefore you're passively consenting to it. You're, you're wanting to use it. So I think your position is consistent by not wanting to bring charges against another person.
0: Now, okay, you might be able to string me up on something, though. We've been sort of considering, as an inconsistency, and let me point this out about myself here, we've been considering running some uh, sort of fun candidates for for the city council election here in Keene. Essentially, as I understand it, when a city council candidate runs, they can have a middle name that's sort of like in quotes on the ballot. Mm -hmm. So you could be... Dan, whatever, so-and-so, and then your last name. And I could be Ian, uh, quote, and then in quotes, nobody, Bernard, and we could have like a vote for nobody campaign. And essentially all the nobody candidates could run and their position could be, look, I'm not even going to go to the, the meetings. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not even going to be able to take the oath of office, uh, period. And If so, they don't
2: take the oath of office, then they're not going to be, then they're going to get kicked off. And then if they... Um, yeah, I understand that, Mark. If, if they do take the it, oath of office and then don't show up, they're going to get kicked off and somebody's going to be sure. put in I place. understand
0: all that. The idea would be to give people the none of the above option, essentially on the ballot, is is as, as your name. Um, so would that be also inc- would that be inconsistent? Would that be using the system and consenting?
8: Well, it's a, it's a different um, way. It's not as being it's not as inconsistent as saying, well, I don't consent to the court and using actually telling the judge that, yeah, and or questioning figuring out how you consented to the court, and uh, so you, you kind of flip flop. Right away, but the method of elections is different. Uh, that's a different process.
0: Yeah, I know how nasty things can be uh, as far as certain people letting their voices be heard within the political system. It really does, in a lot of cases, seem to bring unwanted attention by regulatory uh, bureaucrats to their businesses, for instance. So I, I totally see how bringing a lawsuit against this guy could result in all of a, all of a sudden more uh, unwanted attention from these people. And yeah. and I feel like if, if they've come to an understanding, and I don't know this because I haven't Talk to them yet, but I am going to, to meet with uh, with the prosecutor for some coffee here. Uh, it was supposed to be tomorrow, but he's canceled, so we're going to have to reschedule yeah. that. Uh, but I am going to meet with the with one of those guys, and then maybe I'll try to meet with uh, Burke eventually, the judge in this particular case. And I feel like if they've come to that understanding that they understood that they got a lot of unwanted phone calls and a lot of unwanted attention from what they did in that particular case, they want it all to go away, then they could just leave us alone, and maybe that'll be – I mean, if if they just leave us alone, I'll be happy. I'll be a happy, happy man. You win if that happens. That's true. So I'm going to leave it where it is, and I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate your input. Still open to ideas, though. I mean, I haven't made my mind up completely on this, and I'm sure the statute of limitations runs longer than 30 days or something like that. And if it doesn't, well, oh well. I'm sure it won't be the first and last time. I'm sure it won't be the last time New Hampshire government people do something outrageous to some of the activists here. So, you know, I've I've got an open mind on this, Mark, and I'm still, uh, if you want to influence me, you're welcome to email. We'll see you tomorrow night at freetalklive.com.